Hey sluts, I am Channa. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Anyways, How's Your Sex Life? Join your fellow true crime buffs and horror addicts as we share weekly stories of murder, demonic possession, and nocturnal apparitions. So grab your spirit boards, light some candles, and listen to our true crime and supernatural podcast with a comedic queer twist. You can now find us on Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Also, you can like us on Instagram and Facebook or follow us on Twitter at A-H-Y-S-L podcast or anyways, how's your sex life? Hope to flirt with you soon. Bye. Bye. Set your futons to bed mode because you won't want to be sitting for this one. Travel with us to Japan where two lovers kill an entire family. with if you guys want to hear it yeah go for it man so uh before we record i usually like to you know jerk off <laughs> close uh i like to go do some cardio mm-hmm. right and somehow this is pure coincidence every time i go in there there's something very strange on the tv now last weekend it was fucking <laughs> it was like blue planet but it was like bill cosby of the sea it's the best way I can describe it. Okay, so listen to this. So well, that it, doesn't do anything to help me understand what that is at all. I'm going to yeah. explain right okay. now. Bill Cosby of the Sea. Let's okay, go. Okay, so the cuttlefish, you guys. I think it's a cuttlefish. Yeah. And the cuttlefish male is a lot bigger than the cuttlefish female. All right. So the big male's there, and then there's maybe like eight females that are obviously going to be breeding. And I thought, like, they just came on the eggs or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This fucker just, like, grabs them. Like, a, <laughs> he just, like, takes his tentacles and just grabs them. But the the female gets out of there. But it's just, like, how how a cute little fish just kind of grabs them like that. Very rapey and very... Sure. It just remind me of Bill. Uh, and then today, I was watching uh, How to Process Crocodile mm. <laughs> up there. How to, right. how to sex them? Uh, uh, what? How to sex them? Crocodile? The drug. Oh, crocodile. I thought you had sticking your dick inside your <laughs> hand. Not dick. Sticking no. your finger inside a crocodile. No, the drug. Okay, yeah. They were in, uh, like I think you... Eastern block, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It is gross. He's, like, throwing, like, match uh, stuff from... Yeah, all that in there. And there's some guy. He's like, you want to see what crocodile does to you? He opens his mouth, and there's a big hole in, like, the top of his gums. <laughs> this guy just he whips it up and then he just instantly injects it fuck he's like all right i'm starting to feel it now Ugh, sick was he having fun well i i assume so yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know how much fun you're gonna have with crocodile because doesn't it just like eat holes through your skin and shit too? well, well it, it from the, if you look at the pictures like They'll have their arms, and then all the flesh will be eaten away, and the yeah. bone will be exposed. It's very disgusting. Why? Ugh. Why though? Like, is it addictive? Is there heroin in it too, or what? Well, I think it's a synthetic heroin. Okay. is what it is. Okay. But it sounds like from the show it was a byproduct from codeine, which is kind of weird. Mm. And what eats your skin away is Sipping the sulfur. Gotcha. But uh, what was really weird is they had the prisoner on there, right? Mm-hmm. And the prison was giving him uh, methadone okay. to wean off mm-hmm. a crocodile. Sure. Did they do that in the U.S.? Yeah. Well, for heroin, yeah. There's yeah, methadone really? clinics. Yep. But I'm saying when you're a prisoner. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. You, get, right. you can have treatment to come down off your... Uh, hmm. I didn't know. I figured they just locked him in there and let him deal with it. That, I think, would be irris... I think you can die from that. From <laughs> yeah, you can die yeah. from heroin withdrawals. I know you can die from booze withdrawals, because I thought I was going to for a while. <laughs> Those are some good stories from you, actually. And uh, you're going to have to help Jordan here when he finally comes off of it. <laughs> well, today he's doing all right. He's just got his hipster water that he was 21 that has minutes to be, late for. That, <laughs> that has to be at least $16. That's a delicious No, it's bottle. 25 That's not even English on the label. I know it's more expensive than that. Is that, that. Swedish? 
It says Essentia overachieving H2O. Is that Swedish? Spanish. I think it's Spanish. I think so. I think that's Matador water. Portuguese, I think. It's it's probably Cantonese. (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. So how is the water, Jordan? Are you feeling your pH levels rising? Yeah, it feels good. It's tap water from your kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I have very expensive tap water in West St. Paul, Mark. Get off my ass. <laughs> All right, well, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it'll be about? Certainly not me. My name is Adam. Sitting across from me is Jordan. Oh, How are you? I'm good. I think that's the first time I've thrown to you first mm. in weeks. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. Certainly that's has. why I was surprised. How are you this week? I am I'm good this week. Very we, good. We saw each other on Tuesday. Tuesday. For the live episode, oh right, yeah, to do that, it feels like a fucking forever ago. <laughs> yeah, it feels longer ago than that. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So we all enjoyed that, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that that was rad. Was all right, awesome. Jordan, tell me about your week though. Did you do anything exciting? Uh, I turned thirty-one. Oh, Whoa. yesterday. Yep, and my then boy. went to celebrate. Went to uh, well, planned on going to flannel jacks with some people to throw some axes and whatnot. Mm. We walk in there, and they have a big sign outside the door that says, no walk-ins available tonight. Wow. So we were upset about that, but we just went uh, next door to Can-Can Wonderland. Oh, that's pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Played some mini-golf, drank some alcohol. It's just a mini-golf course, and it has, like, pinball machines. and Okay. They have, like, an actual arcade now with, like, video boxes and stuff. Like it's, a fun adult grand slam. It's the mo- yeah. most condensed waxed mustaches per capita in minnesota okay can can wonderland gotcha now jordan i'm curious okay you're going to an axe throwing thing yeah is it inappropriate to bring your own axe like you're carrying around your own axe i would imagine so oh well what if you have it weighted like you have it weighted for your i mean i don't know i i don't have my own (laughs) axe to bring to axe throwing i think we could call in advance (laughs) and find out if you're like a serious axe thrower Let's call them live on air. Yeah, let's Would call them. Would that be douchey? Like you bring no, your own axe there? Flannel jack can cans. <laughs> Custom flannels for you and your team, and then you each have your own axes. Hell yeah! All right, now I'm we're talking. <laughs> axe throwing is fun as fuck. What would you What would you call your axe throwing team? Hmm. Hmm. You're uh, just gonna call it. Hmm. No, I'm thinking Butcher Pete from the song Butcher Pete's. The PBR, splitters, PBR punishers, Ooh. PBR. Oh man, I I barely drink PBR anymore. Ooh. It's I'm all about that hams. Um, I don't know. It's a yeah. good question. It's yeah. a, it's hard. I know that one guy, the PDR guy at work, has his bowling outfit that says drama. <laughs> I see him wearing that all the time. Who? Oh, the PDR guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I assume it's a bowling league team name. Sure. Not very innovative. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, good job, Jordan. You Thanks. turned 31. You threw some axes. I sang karaoke, too. Oh. Oh. You, okay, I'm going to predict your song. I'm reading your mind right now. I'm sucking the energy out of it. Phil Collins, Up in the Air Tonight. No. I don't even think Because that song, song doesn't exist. It's just <laughs> in the air tonight. <laughs> up in the air of the night. <laughs> it's the remix. The remix It's a remix about uh, basketball. It's a cascade. <laughs> It's the cascade it's a of basketball. It's a theme remake. song to Blue Chips. <laughs> I love that movie. Adam, you you got any guesses for the song? Like old um, coaster? Yeah, I'm gonna say White Wedding. No, Ooh. this is definitely Chop Suey. I wound up doing Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. All right, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Can you throw an axe into your forehead right now, please? What? My Chemical Romance no, is awesome. No, they're not no. awesome. They're I love very them. Not awesome. But I will say this: I did used to jam to that song. <laughs> yeah. Listen, See, the, the keyword, crowd was loving it. Keyword. I was even like to. dancing and shit. Were you crying you were. while you were singing too? No. Did you put mascara on? <laughs> I should have. Did you cut yourself? <laughs> not that I know of. Oh. Okay, so you went from my MCR to Good Charlotte to Simple Plan. Some to... forty-one. I don't know if they're that that whiny music. No, though. Good Charlotte and Simple Plan. I listened to them before MCR. One Direction is that another one of them? No. no. Okay, that's, that's so okay. recent. MCR or One Direction is pop. Okay, all right. Not but, emo, but they're British. It's that's British punk. No, I think. they're not. <laughs> no. No. How are you this dumb? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Jonas? That's an English person's name. <laughs> that's not even One Direction. Oh, I know. Yeah, One Direction is British. That's right. Yeah, I got you, fucker. I thought you said the Jonas Brothers. Oh, I think I'm getting mixed up I think now. we're all mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I... I have no idea where we're at anymore. I don't care. For some reason, I thought anymore. the Jonas Brothers were One Direction. This yeah. is like we're trying oh, to get mixed up. This is like if we tried to drive to uh, Duluth, we'd somehow wind up in Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jordan, you're 31. You played putt putt. You sang karaoke. Yep. Cody, mm. how are you? Oh, I'm good. How was your week? Ooh. It was uh, it was all right. I'm, uh, feels like a very long, busy week. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys. I don't know why. Maybe something's wrong with me. But ever since DST, I have been fucked up. My sleep schedule just cannot get normal. I feel like I'm always waking up in the middle of the night and then I can't fall back asleep, and it's really annoying. What the fuck is that? Like a new champion? What's DST? Daylight, Daylight savings time. time. Okay. Gotcha. Like the time changes fucked me up sure. ever since it happened, and I don't know why. Sure. Like, uh, uh, let's see. Yesterday, I think I fell asleep at like 9.30, and I got up at 1 in the morning, and I was up to like 4 in the morning, then I <laughs> got up oh. at 7 to come to work again. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. That's the absolute worst. <laughs> I hate that. But I did get to finish the movie I was watching, so I guess that's good. <laughs> what movie? Um, It's called... Oh, it's an Iranian horror movie. Was I telling you about this? It was she walks the streets at night or something like that. It's like an Iranian oh, vampire. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually weird but good. Wow. Kind of. That shutter thing's really paying off for you. Huh? Oh, I'm gonna be. I I'm saving some of the the subjects I want to talk to. I'm between the bumbles about my other shutter movie choices because so, I think people have to watch them. Is shutter just like horror movies? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Is Girl with the Dragon Tattoo horror movie? Because that's it's kind of a thriller. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucked up too. <laughs> I have never watched it. Yeah, it's pretty. Is it the Swedish one or the Daniel Craig one? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It's not the newest one. I don't. Okay. Okay, so it's not James Bond and the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. No. Michael. <laughs> I Kelly, don't. Kelly I don't Blomkamp. know. I've never seen them. Never seen them. So. All right. Yeah, I read those books. They're pretty good. Hmm. All right, so, uh, Jesus, that's everything. That's out of the way. Good. So let's go right into it, huh, boys? Let's dive in. We're going to go back to the Orient. Oh. But this time, instead of China, we're going to Japan. Your favorite country. It's a good spot. Hmm. E-Honda's from there. (laughs) Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about the under, criminally underrepresented, if you ask me, Kitakushu serial murder incident. Hmm, okay. Never heard of it. Exactly. That's why he said underrated. When I originally found this, there was the Wikipedia article and, Hmm. like, a few things that were Google translated from Japanese. (laughs) And I was like, well, this sucks because this is very interesting. But much like China, where they the media didn't want to alert the public, this was never really reported on. And there's so much that they've kept hidden, covered up and Hmm. hidden identities of people, everything like that. But... Hmm. This is very fucked up. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. So, the Kitakushu serial murder incident was a series of tortures, defraudments, and murders committed by a man and his woman accomplice between 1996 and 1998. Hmm. The Japan Times reported prosecutors saying, This case is without comparison in criminal history in our country. <laughs> Thank you, Admiral Akbar. <laughs> The man's name was Futoshi Matsunaga, and he was born on April 28, 1961, in the Kokurakita ward of the city of Kiriakushu in Fukuoka Prefecture. Holy shit, that's Which amazing. is the ninth most populated prefecture in Japan, you sons of bitches. <laughs> hey, top ten, baby. I would, right. live, I would live in a city called Kiriakushu. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. That's <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I want to hear Cody try to read that entire no, sentence. absolutely not. Kyakyoshu. I kind of like it. I kinda, I, it's not even that. It's Kitakushu. Kitakushu. Will you massage my Kitakushu? <laughs> so, our boy Futoshi, he grew up. Oops. He grew up in Yanagawa which is a famous Japanese tourist destination due to its 470 kilometers of wide canals that are perfect for Dankabune, (laughs) which are Yanagawa riverboats. And the original reason for the canals were irrigation. Smart. 
No, no better date than to take your potential girlfriend on a ride on a boat of dunque. Yep. Yes. The old it. the boat of dunque. Get some what? Not the donkabunes. <laughs> <laughs> come on, my daddy. Come on, my dad's donkabune. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is. I'm going to die. Um, hey, girl, I'm going to blast it on your donkabunes. <laughs> there's there's nothing better than just trolling up and down the irrigation ditches, mm, if you yep. ask me. Matsunaga did relatively well in school and was incredibly popular. He was known to be intelligent with a wide vocabulary and on the surface quite polite. To people more familiar with him, however, he was jealous, sadistic, and full of anger. And mm. a compulsive liar with a self-centered, attention-seeking streak. In his earlier years, he had been diagnosed with disinhibited attachment disorder. I was going to say, it started out like your basic anime character, and then he's kind of, and kind then of wrapped around. And then doubled it. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Wilson, <laughs> shout Wilson. out. I and hope then you're the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> I think the only person that would appreciate that Jay Wilson joke is... Mm. Uh, uh, Stephanie. Yeah, sincerely Stephanie. Yeah. Since she likes Diablo and Jay Wilson is no longer employed with them. (laughs) R.I.P. Rest in pepperoni. He was forced to transfer to a different school during his last year of high school because of a small issue of statutory rape. It seems like more than a small issue to me. (laughs) It is. is. He had involved himself in a sexual relationship with a middle schooler. Mm -hmm. The good news is he was married with a son at age 19 in his new school. Okay. All right. What? That's well, okay. Don't get too mad at him because that's what most uh, college athletes do. So that's right. He's get just off his dick. an athlete. He's yeah. a real R. Kelly about it. He's he's headed to the University of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He's got dreams of the NFL. Full ride. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play for the Browns. Mm-hmm. He wants. Oh my to god! Hear is this about Baker Mayfield? <laughs> Matsunaga, Matsunaga. The ch- the fucking crowd's gonna chant for him. Although Matsunaga was married, it didn't seem to quell his sexual urges, and he was involved with at least ten mistresses. Damn, player. (laughs) In October of 1982, during his marriage, he became involved with Junko Ogata, Hmm. whom he had gone to school with in Yanagawa. She was a kindergarten teacher, and just happened to reconnect with her old schoolmate one day. One of her students got lightly injured, and his father, a gang member, had threatened her and the kindergarten. Ogata decided to contact Matsunaga for help, which he gladly provided. Soon after, the threat stopped, and this was the perfect opportunity for the two to start dating. Okay, are you sure this isn't the true story of Kindergarten Cop? It mixed with, like, (laughs) One Punch Man or something? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a tumor. (laughs) Dude, I don't care what anybody says. I love that movie. I've seen it so many goddamn times. You're going to be, you're going to find, you're going to be hard-pressed to find an Arnie movie that's not great. (laughs) That is true. Junior? I love Junior. Okay. I love it. Pumping Iron was fantastic. (laughs) That is a good movie. You usually say your famous line after someone mentions pumping iron. About 73. We pumped iron into his maid or something. Oh, no, that's not me. I do. I quote <laughs> the part where he's like, eh, have you ever heard of a 72? It's like 69, but I put three fingers in your asshole. <laughs> that a boy, Arnie. Treat him like a bowling ball. <laughs> Ogata was born in 1962 and was always known as the quiet, hard-working type, without much dating experience. She had always been known to love children, and she would eventually give Matsunaga two sons of their own. All the way to the end of this journey, Ogata says she protected her sons from Matsunaga's abuse, and they were her inspiration to keep surviving. <laughs> like all abusive fuckbags, Matsunaga started out sweet as honey but soon started flipping his fucking wig every time she brought up one of her past relationships. He made Ogata bring him one of her old diaries, and he beat her while interrogating her about her experiences with men, and in the end branded her as his property with a series of cigarette burns on her right breast and tattooing his name on her right thigh. Then he made her cut off all contact with her male friends. This guy's a charmer. Yeah, that's how you get him, right? If you want to keep them forever, like my grandpa said, <laughs> you tattoo them. Isolate, burn, mm. and mm. tattoo. Mm. He said those are the three things you need to do. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense. If you really want to keep a wife, boys. 
I don't I don't know if I'm trusting your grandpa's advice right now. Oh, look at Matsunaga. <laughs> You're not <laughs> trusting old Red? You're not trusting Ralph? <laughs> no. How dare you? In 1984, Matsunaga promised to marry Junko, but her mother, Shizumi Ogata, surprisingly enough being a decent, good mother, did not approve of the relationship because of Matsunaga's abuse of her daughter good and mom. because he was married. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. going to be tricky. Yeah, That throws a wrench in there. That's a toughie. That's always I'm a, a toughie. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume polygamy is illegal in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> In response to this, Matsunaga took Shizumi to a hotel to discuss terms of the marriage. Instead, when she arrived, he raped her and would continue to do so, threatening to tell her family of her infidelity if she spoke up about it. I don't like him. Oh, Hmm. well. How are you getting that conclusion, Jordan? That's not fair of you, really. (laughs) I've really only given you two things so far, Jordan. I know, I'm I'm a little judgmental. I'm sorry, guys. You're a real judgy Jordan. (laughs) For Ogata, the beatings got worse and worse. At one point, she would pass out from physical and emotional stress while she was at her job at the kindergarten. Matsunaga finally broke Junko's mind, convincing her that her family hated her because of all the men she's been with, and Junko quickly moved in with him. That same year, 1985, Matsunaga decided to get into the biggest 80s market of all. Let me pitch it. Let me pitch it to you boys. Let me pitch it, okay? All right. A couch that can turn into a bed. You're a fucking madman. Futons. <laughs> he purchased a building and opened up shop. What? Oh, I was gonna say I slept on a futon. Futon for many years. Absolutely. And uh, it's very uncomfortable. Absolutely. But as a when you're a young man, you don't really care. You just look at this yeah, guy. You it's can a recover couch. from it. It's a couch, and now it's a bed. Now couch, it's a couch by day, bed by night. The problem is you can't jump on it. That's one of my one downfalls. Yeah, I know. And if you and your bros are like, you want to have a wrestling match, makes yeah, it really, I know. it's really tricky on a futon. It's going to be rough. You can really own heart somebody <laughs> on those metal bars, that's for sure. I know. I always put mine on... You know, on the uh, outside on the ground, and then I jumped off the second store with like an atomic elbow. Smart. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Not good. See, the only downfall for this is Adam wouldn't be able to jump on the bed during the OC. <laughs> Dude. Dude. I'd be fucked. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do my tradition. <laughs> oh, that was good. Okay. So Matsunaga, he's a futon magnate mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. He purchased a building, opened up shop. And soon after, he began to electrically shock his employees in a condo a few doors down. Okay. All right, now I'm starting to come around on this guy. Yeah, he's, 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 he'll grow on you like That's a That's what fun we call guy. effective management. <laughs> Matsunaga was known for telling big fish-style large tales about his background when he was asked, especially by the beautiful ladies coming in to buy affordable Ooh. multi-use furniture. I would love to crust your body on this beautiful futon and <laughs> then see, crack we start the wood. Out watching a movie, and then guess what? We don't even have to go to another room because it folds down into a bed. All we got to do is lift up a little, and then it goes right back down, baby. <laughs> if he was a good sale, well, I don't know. He might be like, you know what? You could probably only have sex on this like once or twice for a wood piece of wood breaks, but uh, yep. maybe put like a piece of plywood underneath you it. You mean those... Two by fours that I think were made out of reject <laughs> particle board or something. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. At one point during his working days, he even convinced the girl he liked that he was in a band because of how much she liked folk music. That's him Is right that how here. How it started? Okay, let's. I'll continue. He ended up threatening his subordinates to start a band with him, even investing thousands of dollars into buying a professional-grade setup, and he would hold mandatory practice sessions in the office. Oh, man. When the keyboardist implied that Matsunaga's singing might be getting off-key, he beat the shit out of him and told him, All you idiots have to do is follow along with my singing, which is perfect. Okay, so this is either Jordan's uh, musical career, or this is like... What's the latest Final Fantasy? I think they were in a boy band, too, they right? They were. So, 15, yeah. This is probably the inspiration for that, too. I think it is. Okay, do you beat your other band members by chance? Only sure when they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be sweet to see someone bash a keyboard over somebody. Oh, yeah. A Casio, just see keys flying everywhere. Yeah. Like teeth. Don't hit anybody, but... Yeah, please don't hit people <laughs> with keyboards. You know what? This guy, he just... He has goals and ambitions. It's just people can't keep up with how talented he is. Yeah, they can't keep up with his 
Taylor. brain. Yeah. He's a real fucking Brett Michaels, I can mm. tell you that right mm. now. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> mm. Eventually, this super band rented out a massive hall to hold a concert in. It was, of course, a disaster. But Matsunaga still kept up the ruse, at least for a little while, until he lost interest in the girl. <laughs> Our man here was convinced he was the Messiah as well. Ooh. He was prone to shouting suddenly towards random male customers, saying things like, There's a spirit behind you. It is sucking away your fortune. Ooh. He also referenced several religious concepts, such as Samsara, the Wheel of Life, or the Death and Rebirth Cycle, mm. and Kami, which are the spirits that are celebrated and worshipped in the Japanese Shinto religion. Well, he should have known about Kami, because I'm pretty sure Dragon Ball was out at this time. You're goddamn right. Kami was the greatest of the Piccolo. Wait, no. Kami and Piccolo were one. Kami was good Piccolo, yeah. and Piccolo was bad Piccolo. Yes. And, but was Kami alive when King Piccolo was alive in the original Dragon Ball? I don't remember. Because that's Piccolo's okay, didn't son. Okay, he, didn't he, he... Okay, when King Piccolo died, he like... While he was dying, he spit out an egg that became that's Piccolo. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yes, Piccolo and Kami are intertwined forever if gave, one dies the other dies he gave birth like a cuttlefish i remember mm. that mm. <laughs> that was gross <laughs> weirdly enough these kami can also be ghosts of dead people and many kami have been associated with stealing money traditionally great or glorified leaders would become kami such as the emperors when they die mm. so mm. is this why so many uh southerners are afraid of commies yes absolutely <laughs> They, they're like, you pinko commies, <laughs> you fucking spirits of the dead. <laughs> I'll take my guns and my wife, get out of here. You liberal commies. <laughs> Once, a bulk futon distributor walked into his office, forlorn and unable to purchase back Matsunaga's excess inventory. Upon questioning, Matsunaga was able to interrogate him and get to the bottom of the issue. The distributor had run into severe financial crisis, and his business was being forced to shutter. Wait, you're telling me a futon <laughs> distributor is going broke? They're having a rough time. Listen, <laughs> futons were hot from 81 to 84. Okay, that, come on uh, now. I, thought, I had one in 2000, easy. I thought, 2004. They made a comeback. They made a comeback. I thought you were going to say 81 to 81.5. <laughs> <laughs> Matsunaga convinced the distributor to come work for him. Then took him to a condo a few feet away from the store where the rest of his employees were locked. All right. They lived there for roughly two years while being forced to work for the newly minted Futon King. They were constantly told that they would face God's ire if they tried to escape. <laughs> okay. They were regularly beaten, humiliated, and administered electric shocks. Mm. They were given so little to eat that they became em emaciated, and their earnings would be used by Matsunaga and his close friends to have nights out on the town holding extravagant parties. How did, uh, I'm kind of curious how, like, the police didn't realize there's a bunch of people locked in a room, or is it just... They will, very soon. Okay. They'll find this out. Well, but, spoiler. <laughs> yes. The thing about Matsunaga, and this keeps going, is that he is a master manipulator. He could have been a cult leader. Mm, I was going to say, that's what this, like a futon cult leader, he yeah. sounds... He's got that weird charisma where you can mm -hmm. just kind of, like, mm -hmm. control people. And you'll see when we get to the real meat of this one. You'll see exactly how he uses that power. Mm. Around this time, Junko Ogata began working for Matsunaga's company and started to run the business alongside him, dealing in fraudulent activities such as opening credit cards in friends' and family's names and racking up charges. Then, once the family members found out about the huge debt that had been racked up, they would yell at and threaten them to make them pay it. Her victims, who were, of course, her friends and family, were said to have been completely surprised at the complete change in character, from the quiet and kind <laughs> kindergarten teacher they knew to a hysterical and rage-filled monster. This is why I don't trust kindergarten teachers. Certainly not. Who, what would compel you to go into educating those you tiny know how many psychos? I don't know. You know how many people I know who were kindergarten teachers who became futon cult assistance one happens all the time yeah yeah i know they're, i heard about like, that lady like imagine okay you got blood diamonds right well we got blood futons mm. that's what i had in 2004 much more lucrative <laughs> less overhead <laughs> diamonds are expensive and everywhere i need to buy a blood futon 
With all this electric shock, are you sure Mike Pence wasn't working here? <laughs> Do we have to go back through his nicknames? <laughs> Just for anyone who might have missed that little That gem. was a great episode. Eventually, Matsunaga's company went bankrupt. Oh. Ogata and him had stolen roughly $2.2 million through fraud and blackmail. They would begin to Bonnie and Clyde their way around Japan and would be placed on Japan's most wanted list. Mm-hmm. Do they have John Walsh too? Uh they have, they have Robert Japanese Kennedy. John Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, Walshu Janu. <laughs> because their names are backwards there. Matsunaga and Ogata moved into an isolated condominium in Kokurakita Ku. This would become a bit of a horror house mm. and would be where the victims would be held and tortured for money before being killed. The couple's first victim was a housewife and mother of three. In April, he convinced her to leave her husband and run away with him telling the poor woman that Junko was his sister. One, I, oh, I'm going to call her Junko and make sure I do that, because Junko sounds like a <laughs> weird clown. It sounds like a <laughs> shitty uh, knockoff pop figurine. I say, it's like the bad guy from Wally. It's a Junko Bop. <laughs> Junko Bop. <laughs> Junko Bop. Uh, convincing the poor woman that Junko was his sister. One of her children died under mysterious circumstances in September... And because of this, her other two children were sent to live with their father and his family. During this strange relationship, Matsunaga was able to defraud the woman of roughly $145,000. She, like one of her children, died of mysterious circumstances when they found her dead. Suicide by drowning in March of that year. Yeah, she took a ghost bath. Yes, yes. Commie bath. Um, so, what are they doing with all this money? Blowing it. Like, okay, so if we just start Hopefully stop, a lot of coke and hookers. If we yeah. just stop here, so 2.2 million plus 100, basically 150,000, yeah. 235,000 million dollars. That's, uh, oof. how do you even spend all that so quickly? I think they're just paying rent and doing all <laughs> other kinds of dumb Cody, shit going on parties. I think your math might have been a little was, off there. It's fine. We said originally they stole 2.2 2 million. million. And then you said add I know, I know. I don't know how you got 235 million. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Junko Pops they're buying, I guess. Junko Bobs. <laughs> um, yes, okay. So basically, Cody, to answer your question, this pattern of romance followed by blackmail and theft followed by murder was kind of their M.O. They would mm. use them until they were out of money and out of use to them, and then they would kill, kill them. Um, and as we found out, this pattern would be effective on both genders, as later that year, Matsunaga began torturing and extorting Kumio Toraya and his daughter, who was only referred to as Girl A, for protection reasons. Matsunaga became fast friends and drinking companions with Kumio, and Kumio made a huge mistake in telling Matsunaga about his previous criminal history. Mm. Matsunaga, of course, used this information to blackmail Kumio, and the father and daughter were held captive in Matsunaga's room inside the condo. Matsunaga tortured Kumio with electric shocks, forced him to eat his own feces, and forced his poor daughter to bite chunks of flesh out of her father. Jesus. All throughout the ordeal, girl Ace has her father never resisted, even telling the then-pregnant Ogata that he hoped her baby would come out healthy. Got that Canadian kindness in him. Right? Oh, shit. So at first I was thinking, okay, so he they're doing this strictly for their own personal gain, but now it seems like he's getting pleasure out of torturing him. Mm, yeah, I think so, definitely. Yeah. I definitely well, I mean, if so. you're forcing him to chew, forcing his daughter to chew pieces of flesh out of our father i'd assume he's getting some sort of pleasure out of that i think you will yes. uh i think you're gonna find out why mm. he did that okay all right on february 26 1996 kumio died as a result of his abuse matsunaga using his supreme charm and cult leader like persuasion skills convinced girl a that she had acted as her own father's murderer he told junko ogata and the girl to chop up and pulverize the body and dump it in the sea or else he would tell the police about how she killed her father. Hey, get she... some chum ready for the fishes. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, holy shit, how manipulative manipulative is this fucking guy? Holy f- How do you even convince somebody yeah, of that? Yeah, that is ridiculous. Originally, when I was reading a few write-ups of this on Reddit, there was people saying, and these were from like seven years ago, posts from like seven years ago, and they were saying like, 
I don't even know if I can believe this because there's mm. no sources and it's the most crazy shit I've ever heard. Right. Yeah. This is, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, we couldn't even convince Jordan to show up on time. Like, I know. How are we convincing girl A to chop, chop up her and, fucking dad? And boil her father and shit. Ugh, I know. That's fucked up. Almost immediately after, Matsunaga found another target in a female acquaintance of Kumio. Once again, using his advanced persuasiveness, he convinced the woman that he had graduated top of his class at Kyoto University <laughs> and promised to marry her. Ah, classic tactic. <laughs> Instead of doing all that, though, he confined her and her daughter to his horror condo and beat and extracted money out of her, roughly 70000 from this one. Jesus. But she was able to escape out of a second floor window. Good for her. She was put into the care of a mental hospital, and the sick couple thankfully let the little girl go without much incident. Wow. So that was good. Weren't they afraid that she was going to tell on him? Or they got blackmail on her, I think too? the time... Uh, oh, you mean... Yes, no. They were... Uh, they did tell on him. They did tell on him. Ah. But nothing really could happen yet. Okay. The following month, Matsunaga became frustrated due to the lack of funds. He told Junko to start asking money from her family. She reached out to them, but was ultimately shot down. Ogata left for work at a hostess bar and did not return. I hope, at least, that she was starting to feel the weight and the guilt of the terrible things they were doing to these people to get their money. It's just, like, I feel like if, maybe it's a thing where the parents don't want to get involved with their relationship, but if you have $2.2 million, it's kind of hard to hide that. They don't so, have it, though. But I'm, I, what I'm saying is they would have, the, you would have think the parents would have realized, hey, they're living in a life of luxury. Mm. Now they're begging for fucking money. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Something seems a little fishy no here. No shit. <laughs> they should have made some investments. Mm. You know, maybe an IRA, I would have invested. 401k, would have precious in. metals. Futon shop. Yeah. yeah. Well, Apparently ma- that didn't work out <laughs> so hot for I'd them. invest in masonry work mm. and a little local metal band. Mm. Mm. Sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> I put all my money on that. (laughs) Matsunaga contacted her family, of course, when he found out she was missing. Why wouldn't he? He seems to have absolutely no shame. And he threatened and blackmailed Ogata's mother, Shizumi, over the 1985 rape. She told him everything. And he told Shizumi to gather her husband, also Junko's father, Takashige, and Riko, Hmm. Junko's younger sister, to come to their apartment. At this point, it is believed that the family knew of the Kumio murder and knew that their daughter-slash-sister was well complicit in it. Matsunaga then faked his own suicide and made Ogata's family hold a (laughs) fake funeral for him, which prompted Ogata to return. She was, of course, captured by Matsunaga, and the rest of the family decided to move in as well. What the fuck? That's a really elaborate gotcha. (laughs) He used alcohol to gain the family's trust individually, and he would hear from each person, learning their faults and what they disliked about other members of the family, completely eroding their relationships with each other. This is the dangerous thing about getting drunk in front of people you don't know. You never know what's going to slip out of your mouth. I've made the mistake way too many times. (laughs) You just start pillow talking. Zip it up. Just Mm -hmm. zip it up. Mm -hmm. Of course, he would use all this information against them. He also used other manipulation techniques, such as having Takashige, (laughs) such as having Takashige change the piping in the bathroom after the murder of Kumio, implicating him and in aiding the cover-up of the murder. Wow, that's like I mean, it's fucked up, but that is smart. That's good. That is smart. He's covering his tracks. God, he knows how to make everybody do exactly what he wants. (laughs) See, when you said change, I do that because then I could be a salesman. When you said change the plumbing, initially I thought he might have flushed it down there, like the body, like Nielsen. Oh, yeah. But now, well, they did when they boiled him. Cause, oh, they flushed him, too? Yeah. they Cumio, mm. they did. Yeah. In this apartment. Ugh. They boiled him, stripped him, flushed him, pulverized him, too, to get the bones up. Junko Ogata once again attempted to escape when she was sent to Shimonoseki, <laughs> a city in a different prefecture. She was sent there to seek out a woman Matsunaga was looking to defraud. Girl A, Kumio's daughter, was sent along with Ogata to watch over her. See, at this point, they were uh, doing a little predatory grooming. Mm, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Turning her into a little fucking psychopath, too. Okay, are you positive her real name isn't just Girl A? I'm pretty sure it's not Girl I A. I would be totally fine if I was like Boy C. 
That would make everything easy. Yeah, I know. Nobody would ever get it wrong. Boy C, or if your family, like you have four brothers, boy A, boy, B, boy. C, and D. Not mm-hmm. bad. Boom. Not bad. On the train home, Ogata attempted her escape by running out of the closing train doors. But girl A acted too quickly for her and ran after her. Okay, isn't Japan the one where it has like the bunny, where it shows uh, on the, when the train doors close, they have like the cartoon bunny and it says, don't stick your hand in there. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. She didn't see that sign. No, apparently. she ignored it completely, <laughs> I believe. Could have been like the pink bunny. She's just like, oh, it says don't stick your hand. They don't say anything about your body. They don't say... Don't escape from I'm pretty, a fucking I'm pretty lunatic. sure that was on the second Jackass movie. He dresses up like a pink bunny, and on the wall there's a big illustration, don't stick your hand between the closing door, and it's just a pink bunny. <laughs> he sticks it in there, and he's just yelling and screaming. <laughs> Junko got in a cab, but Girl A began beating the windows and screaming, prompting onlookers to threaten to call the police. Junko gave up, got out of the taxi, Girl A contacted Matsunaga over the phone to receive instructions on what to do next. While on the phone, Junko ran and got on another train, but Girl A got on the same train and informed Matsunaga where they were headed. Once they got to the station, Matsunaga was waiting for them, and Junko Ogata gave up completely. When they returned to the apartment, everyone was put on lockdown. Ogata's sister Rico was called in as well as her husband and two children. None of them were allowed to work or leave for any reason, and by November of that year, roughly four months after the lockdown started, police began sniffing mm. around looking for Matsunaga and Junko for their fraud charges. The authorities did not know about the torture condo, though. They were still searching their former residence. Was, uh, is it confirmed? I know it's not mentioned here, but was, uh, the main guy, was he a drug addict? Matsunaga? Yeah. No. No. You can't be a drug addict and be that persuasive. Fuck. Mm. It would be rough. You Not when you're that, like, you can't be dependent on something and be that. In my, yeah. in my mind, I just present. seen when he's get, got them all in lockdown, he's just, like, doing blow while he's holding the gun, screaming at him. <laughs> like going Nobody's leaving in here. Yeah. It's quickly I'm going to tell out. you about my next great in- <laughs> business idea. Sit down on that futon right now. What's the next? What's the next? It's going to be partner? giant bean bags <laughs> oh that you can open up and they become beds. Oh my god, <laughs> futon beanbag chairs. <laughs> I figured it was those it. stupid We're going to cha- call them love sacks. Have you seen those stupid chairs where it's like a half circle, but it's tilted so it looks really uncomfortable to sit on? I think it's like a fashion chair. Is it like a, like a, it's, what are those things that Victorian ladies used to sit on? <laughs> Wooden dildos? <Peasants? laughs> no, 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 that's a big, it's a, oh, a chaise lounge. Oh, a chaise, chaise lounge. I love chaises. <laughs> you would, <laughs> you would. Remember the old gaming Listen, sometimes chairs? Sometimes I'm kind of fancy. <laughs> Do you remember those old gaming chairs? The rockers? That was super uncomfortable yeah. to sit in. Dude, my brother bought one of those like a year Two years ago to game in. <laughs> okay. It's surprisingly nice as a rocker. Oh, yeah, no. and it has like speakers like right sure. on yeah. the okay, side. Okay, that's a little more advanced than what you I know, had. You know what's even worse? Remember when those inflatable chairs Hell were yeah. a thing? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I think Hell I yeah. got one for Christmas and like had something in my pocket, so the second I sat on it, it popped. And I was it's just like, well, what the hell? It's not even that innovative. It's just like you brought your pool equipment inside and decided to sit yeah. on it. But when I was a fucking kid, you know what I thought? Mm. What could be more comfortable than air? I hope you had an air mattress and were let down. I learned my lesson <laughs> when I woke up on the forest yeah. floor yeah. as the air mattress That always happens. Yeah. always happens. Like, oh, good. I got roots in my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Matsunaga coerced Junko Ogata to shock her 61-year-old father... Takashige, to the point of him falling into a coma and eventually dying. Jesus. Matsunaga told the 10-year-old daughter of Riko, Aya, that it was her fault her grandfather had died because she had once confided in him that she wanted him dead after they had an argument. Shizumi, Ogata's poor mother, who has already been through so much at the hands of this monster, began to mentally break down. Matsunaga demanded Riko and her husband, Kazuya, strangle her on January 20th, 1998. Matsunaga had been raping Rico since they were in school together, literal years and years and years, and at the same time that Rico was forced to kill her mother, it was also discovered that her period had stopped. Ogata began to get nervous. She didn't want Matsunaga to have a baby with her own sister, so she began electrocuting Rico frequently, hoping that she would miscarry. 
Matanaga would start telling the rest of the family members that Rico had gone crazy because she had lost her hearing due to repeated electrocution. Um, did did you happen to see like what is this device they're electrocuting him with? Like, yeah, uh, it's just uh, it's loose, it's uh, exposed wires and a battery. No way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's what they're that's what they're doing to people. Holy shit! And a tensiometer too to crank it up and down. Several weeks later, he commanded Kazuya to strangle his wife, Rico, while their 10-year-old daughter, Aya, held her down. Matsunaga and Ogata then locked Kazuya in the bathroom until he starved to death on April 13, 1998. Jesus. Matsunaga forced Ogata and 10-year-old Aya to kill Aya's 5-year-old brother, Yuki. Matsunaga was quoted as saying, We have to do this. There's a possibility that the children would come back later to take revenge on us. They told him he was going to meet up with his mother when he fell asleep, and he was then strangled to death. After Yuki's murder, Aya went almost catatonic. Even Matsunaga starving her as extra torture didn't seem to affect her. She would just lay on the floor with her head down for hours and hours and hours on end. When Ogata came back to administer more torture, 10-year-old Aya asked if she could please just die. When Matsunaga asked if she was sure... Aya simply lifted her head up to make it easier to get the cord around her neck to strangle her. Matsunaga and Ogata certainly had a method for dismembering and disposing of their victims. They would chop up and boil their victims' remains in pots. Fortunately, this was a lot of noise and a lot of stench to be making, and the neighbors in the condo could smell and hear this. After they were boiled, they were either dumped down public toilets or put out to sea. Whew. This guy, uh... This guy seemed to escalate very rapidly here. Yeah. I mean, not that he wasn't a piece of shit, but like... It was like two years of like intense oof. family torture. So all murder. these murders are happening over two years? Yes. Okay. Yep. Obviously, when we're hearing it, it sounds like it's like every day, right, but right. now I'm getting... <laughs> yeah. They're okay. like uh, a few months apart mm. every time. Fucked up. Matsunaga blamed all of the murders directly on Ogata, who with their two children, were the only survivors in her whole family. In July 2000, Matsunaga convinced another woman to run off with him with the promise of marriage. In August 2001, she gave both of her twins to him and Ogata. Matsunaga then convinced the woman to give them $246,000. After all, raising children is expensive. How is this... What? How does this man do this? So he's got... Two more twins in his uh, horror house now, and she's not there either. How how do you even convince somebody of this? I don't know how he's done any of and this. And this isn't even, like, that long ago. No. Like, it, Jesus. I, it's insane. How do uh, you... Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> Here, take my kids. Have these like, two twins. And Raise my them. money. And my money. And my $246,000. Jesus. Which he forced her, like all his victims, he forced them to go to, like, extreme debt. Take out every penny they can, every loan they can, everything. What do you even tell them? That's what you, I mean, it was like, do this or I'll fucking kill you. Hmm. And then he would anyways. I mean, yeah, that'll <laughs> get people to do stuff. Flash forward about a year and a half to January 30th, 2002. Kumio's daughter, girl A, if you remember... Hmm has been captive since she was 11 years old. She is now 17, and she's been tortured and held in extreme isolation, and also believes she is the one that killed her father. So if she ever gets found, she believes that she will go to jail forever because of the murder. But she has to try anyways. So on January 30th, she makes her break for it. Matsunaga found the girl on February 15th and took her back into captivity. The electric shocks got worse and worse, and the beatings got harder. On March 6th, 2002... Girl A escaped from Matsunaga's House of Horrors once again and reported the crimes to the police finally. Thankfully. Matsunaga and Ogata were swiftly arrested when they came back in town to retrieve the girl. The stolen twins and the couple's own two children were also taken into police custody. Good. So, <sighs> so uh, you said this is an apartment complex? This is a condo, yeah. There still have to be neighbors, right? Yeah. Do they just pretend like nothing's going on? Yeah, I saw this one guy show up and he never left. <laughs> Let's just quote Cameron here, okay? <laughs> it just reminds me of that uh, 
uh, what was it on Family Guy? It's like Horton hears domestic abuse upstairs and does nothing. <laughs> it's like he hears him. He's like, "There's two sides to every story." <laughs> like, okay. I feel like you hear people screaming and kids running. Hey, and did like, we talk about the Cameron thing on this podcast? Mm-mm. When Cameron got shot up in his Lambo when he was driving down the street, uh-uh. and then media's were like. And police, he was like, I'm not going to say who did it. I know who the fuck did it. He's going to get what's coming to him, but I'm not going to say who did it. Mm. And then, of course, the media was like, what is snitching? What does that mean? And then he's like, so then the reporters, what if there was a serial killer living in the apartment next door to yours? Well, I mean, I'd probably move, but I'm not snitching on him. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the media in Japan in 2002 probably wasn't as, like, Trying to get your attention like America is, you know, but it's all about they're they're so it's all about tentacles. It's all about pushing their society forward. Yeah. They don't want to draw attention to crazy right. people. Right. They want them to go away and just be normal. <laughs> they don't just go away. They just get worse. The media, much like last week's case, didn't want to cause a public panic, like we were just saying. <laughs> so their initial report stated that the pair had only taken their victims captive, but eventually the public had to learn about the murders. And the media had to be the one to tell them. (gasps) This was released. Now, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about all of the different charges. So there's going to be a lot of names and a lot of dates going on here. Cody, read. Cody. (laughs) No, no. If you could do this, I'd... I'm going to run down all the charges at once and their dates. So are you ready? Yes. The pair were officially charged with Young Aya's murder on September 18th, 2002. Takashige's murder on October 12, 2002, Shizumi's murder on December 6, 2002, five-year-old Yuki's murder on January 11, 2003, Kumiko's murder on February 3, 2003, Riko's murder on February 25, 2003, and Kazuya's murder on May 30, 2003. So is this how uh, the Japanese... Uh, law system works like you have to be charged individually yeah like obviously america you can do one big mass mm-hmm. like a shotgun but of course yours if it, all these murders would take like 10 years to get convicted of them finally sure. but uh wow that's a lot of uh oof. i mean they obviously deserve all of them that's but yeah it's just weird how it's usually what two months in between each of them mm-hmm. it looks like it yeah somewhere in there uh what's really crazy is uh, that's Ogata's whole family. Yeah. That's mother, father, niece, nephew, sister, her husband. That's that's everybody. You know what? This dude's seriously like a mixture between he's a serial killer, he's a cult leader, and he's uh what's the word? Familicide-er? I don't know. A if familicider? Or whatever. I'll you know, someone it. who kills yeah, we'll, their whole sure. family. We'll roll with it. <laughs> Absolutely no murder charges were filed against Kumio's daughter, girl A. Thank Christ. Because yeah. that's yeah. not her fault. No. She was 11. Yeah. He just and she put... didn't kill anyone. No. she No, but she did chop up and brutalize and flush down a bunch of people. But that's not her fault. She mm. was 11. Yeah. Ogata eventually calmly and coolly confessed to her parts in the murders. But the good old boy Matsunaga claimed his innocence. He kept repeating that the women had made it all up. The Japanese police never recovered any human remains and found no physical evidence. They relied heavily on the testimony of Girl A and Ogata's own two daughters during the police investigation. Okay, so is there any part of you that thinks they have found evidence, they just didn't want to tell people they found it? God, at this point, I don't know. You think, like, parts would, like, wash up eventually. Mm. Yeah. Or, like, the sept I don't know if they have septic tanks or whatever, but... You would think something, something in is there would stuck get... in the pipes. Yeah. Right. Right. Or where did the old pipes go? Where did they go? Did they get know. shipped up to China to get melted down for more copper? What mm. happened? I don't know, Dick Cheney, you tell me. <sighs> I should Dick tell you. Cheney? Sure. On September 28, 2005, a district court in Fukuoka sentenced Matsunaga and Ogata to die by hanging. The courts only tried six of the seven murder cases. The one that didn't get tried was Takashige, the father. The loophole being they didn't kill him directly. They only shocked him over and over until he fell into a coma and died. I feel like that's still a murder. But you think uh, so? I, I think so. <laughs> the pair would go on to appeal the verdict on September 26, 2007, 
where the Fukuoka High Court would uphold Matsunaga's sentence to die by hanging, but Ogata's sentence was changed from death to life imprisonment because Matsunaga had exerted control over her and forced her to kill basically her whole family. Uh, that doesn't seem right. She seemed pretty uh, complicit in most of those crimes. Yeah. And she was old enough to know better. Yep. So is, uh, what's his name, Matasunge? Matsunuga. Nope, now I fucked it up, thanks. <laughs> Matsunaga. So Matsunaga, is he still alive? Yes, he hasn't he been is. hanged yet. Okay, I know it takes them a really long time mm-hmm. to actually get through with their death penalty, but... And then they just do it out of nowhere one day. When yeah. they're like, come on, hanging time. Well, when <laughs> they they just hung uh, the Om Shinrikyo guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like... Oh, he's been hung. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like wide news. He's everywhere. been hanged, Cody. Hanged. I still, I'm sorry, that never sounds right. It doesn't sound it right. It never It has doesn't sound right, right but it is right. I know. I know. Apparently it's just Jordan correcting Cody today. That's fine. <laughs> like, That's fine. People know my grammar's fucking awful, so. Yeah. They've learned to deal with it. I like, I like when somebody else corrects them. <laughs> but no, uh, oof, this story is... Gross. Something else. It's like yeah. a mixture of the worst things all put in one. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Luckily, there wasn't that much information on here because I didn't want gory details yeah. on exactly yeah. all they did. Uh, but there something, just wasn't. Yeah, something I appreciate is it didn't really start slow. It was kind of like, you're going 100 miles an hour <laughs> right now well, and you're on. not stopping. He was a good student and then... In a wide vocabulary. That's yeah. why I said it didn't really start slow. The, so he's the opposite of Cody. <laughs> Ultimate goals, gentlemen. Start a futon company. Let's go. Let's right, I thought it. you were going to say learn to read. Learn no, to read. No. Step one. You don't need to read to build a futon, all right? A futon empire. Yeah. True. Screws and wood. That's all that's you all. need. That's and all. a really shitty mattress. You're going to be on top of futon mountain. <laughs> that's right. Hopefully you don't fall because... It's probably not going to be comfy, but you're going to tell everyone it you is going to be a soft You know what, Jordan? It, when we start this futon company, you are going to be required to wear a tie with nothing but futons raining down. A futon kaleidoscope on yep. your tie yep. every day. You futon feel top. like I'm not okay with this. <laughs> futon Maybe a futon tier, futon tier above your eye or below your eye. I think it would be sweet. Yeah, I'm fine with all of it. Yeah. Well, could you do it so like... You have it here, you squint your eye, and it's folded up, you pull it down, it turns oh into a bed. Oh my you're like, god. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Jordan, talk to your tattoo artist <laughs> All right. find out if you can get that done. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely do it on your arm. Like, yeah. Like right here on the yeah. top of your yeah. elbow. Yeah. You're like, someone see, it's a go couch. Get, someone who goes someone go walks in and they're like, so what's a futon? Well, you see, look at my arm for reference. <laughs> it looks like a couch, doesn't it? But with one simple motion, Aww. it's a bed. <laughs> when you're about to fight somebody, like, sir, you're about to turn this bed into a food or into a couch. Here. And if it gets really bad, we're going to have two couches here. <laughs> That's going to do it for this story, boys. Did you enjoy it? Very much so. You did a lovely job. And this one was called the Kitakyushu Serial Murder Incident. Hmm, I like it. It's a little wordy, but I like it. Okay. Call it the Futon Frenzy Murders. <laughs> <laughs> futon Serial Killer. Well, audience, I hope you all enjoyed it as much as they did. Uh, if you want to tell me about other utilitarian but fancy furniture, mm-hmm. you can do that at bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of us on Twitter at bumblebuttpod and on Facebook and Instagram at bumblebuttpodcast. Instagram, of course, being our main folks right now. We also have personal Instagrams. I am at Bumble Adam. Jordan is at j.j.fox. And Cody is just Bumblebutt Podcast. Right. Now it's time for the most important part of the show, at least if you ask Cody. iTunes reviews. Um, We got let down. Zero reviews. Zero reviews. But we had two last week. Correct. So if we average them out, we had one this week. <laughs> Something so those, like that. Those Perfect. two people last week, great. They were great, too. I remember mm. them. Yeah. I remember Everyone them. today... You're making me sad. <laughs> and you're making Cody I, sad. I was hoping I was going to have a nice birthday present of some iTunes reviews, oh. and you let us all down. Oh. See, you've changed my mood from a couch to a bed. Yeah. That's how, that's how depressed I no I longer have now. the will to sit. All <laughs> I want to do is lay, much mm. like uh, Kumio? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no. Kumio got murdered, but uh, Matsunaga. Just say Matsunaga. Yeah, Matsunaga. There you go. Or now, Aya, that's who it was. The 10-year-old girl? Who went catatonic oh and just laid on the floor. Oh my goodness, you're an awful That's person. how I'm feeling. Oh my goodness. It's a little dark there, Jordan. Oh my well, goodness. Well, that's, that's what happens beautiful. when we don't get iTunes reviews, <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit, It sends me into a catatonic state. Get wow. the cord. All right. End me. Parents out there, sorry. Uh, <laughs> prospective parents, sorry. Mm, yeah. Uh, nieces, nephews, sorry about that. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. I have, of course, been Adam. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. All right, boys. You know what it's time for. It's time to have a nice weekend, unless it's Tuesday. Nailed it. Send us some goddamn reviews, please. Please <laughs> review the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs>